Welcome back to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley Harley Davidson. Today's guest, we've got Chelsea Lay, professional drag racer. Sit back and enjoy. Cheers. Hey, Chelsea. Hi. How are you going? Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming in. It's awesome. So, for the for the person that doesn't know, what do you do? Um, pretty much, um, I'd say it's more of a hobby. Yep. Um, but it is take, being taken to a bit of a professional level is drag racing. Um, I'm now, as of 2020, an international racer. Um, went over to New Zealand earlier in the year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, drag racing is something that takes up my whole life and, yeah. Been racing in New Zealand. Like you got one round out of the way, didn't you? Yeah, so right? yeah, so I went over um, with the Aeroflow Outlaw Nitro Funny Cars. Yep. Um we were meant to do two rounds in New Zealand. Um, one was in the nor- North Island in Mary Mary, which was in at the end of February. Um, and then we were meant to go back over um, at the end of March um, down to – it's a track near Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unfortunately um, due to the corona crisis. Um, oh, oh, that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the Sunday before I was, we were meant to fly out to do the second um, race – in New Zealand, it got cancelled just due, due to the borders of New Zealand closing and having to quarantine for two weeks and, yeah. Wow. So so you had all your vehicles over there? Yeah. So all the team? Or, or, yeah. yeah. All the race cars were over there at the time. Yeah. Um, all, they were almost ready to be set up at the racetrack. Um, we were only really four days out of setting it all up. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, it all had to be cancelled and, yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, the infrastructure that obviously has been put together for your series. Yeah. So all the cars, everything, everyone's over there. Um, how, how, how does that go? Like what happens? Do they do they get frozen there for a while? Or? Yeah, so pretty much um, between the February and March event, they were the, the cars were kept over there. Yep. They were serviced. Um, any maintenance that needed done on the cars which was done over in New Zealand. Um, and then, yeah, um, as soon as they couldn't come out of the trailer, um, they were yeah, they were held up. In New yep. Zealand, because um, as far as I'm aware, they had like a four-week shutdown. Just legitimate. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, so up until, until that four weeks, um, they couldn't get them into the shipping container. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they were pretty much held up. Isn't it a crazy time with yeah. that stuff? Like seriously, like you put all this time and effort into like that series to New Zealand has probably been planning for 12, yeah. 18 months at least. I yeah, guess. It, it was. And yeah. there was even magazines that came out with the, the ad of the – the race that was going to be on and yeah. um yeah so much so much work goes into it coming from another country um it was just yeah it was very unfortunate we can go yeah yeah so what's the plan down the track do you the like that's dipping the toes into the water of being an international racer for new zealand do you think the funny cars will go back there um yeah i i hope so yep. in um in the couple of years to come yep um i would say that we could maybe head back over there because the, the event that we had in at the end of February at Mary Mary, which is near, just off Auckland, um, was a huge success and mm. there were so many race fans there. It was it was a good atmosphere um, and hopefully we can one day duplicate that again. Before you've been there, uh, have you been there, sorry, as a, as a just a guest or a visitor to watch it? Because the like, racing scene over there, whether it's bikes and cars, New Zealand's really like hot rods, hot rod shows and that. Had you been to any events over there before that? Not um, not to an event there yep. as a spectator. Yep. Um, I was actually there um, I th- a 
can't remember what year it was, but it was either two or three years ago. Um, and we tried to do this exact sh- same show before and it got rained out. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> apparently it's um, quite common to terrain near near Auckland so yeah yeah that's a shame because yeah yeah, like the people the people just get behind events like really heavily over there that's what I've found at the ones I've been to on that it's just really yeah sport wise it's supported so well yeah there was many great supporters there and so generic generically how, how like you've got a family lineage of drag racing for a long long time how did you get into it um look it was something that I grew up around. Yeah. Um, I was always just wanting to help out on the crew. Um, always just watched my dad race um, when I was younger, say like 10, 11. Um, my brother started racing in like the junior categories when he was, I think, about nine. Um, and it was something I was just like, no, I just want to s- stand on the start line. I just like, I like watching and helping and supporting. Um, and then it wasn't until uh, I turned 15. Um, I was always shy as a kid, so I never really wanted to be in that spotlight of because I, I thought if I'm in that car, everyone's going to be watching me. So that was something that I was very afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I turned 15, I kind of get started getting a bit more confidence in myself. I hopped in a car um, just to do a bit of practice um, just on a flat bit of concrete, not on the track or anything. And I just did a few little launches and I just loved it. I thought, wow, I, I just want to do this on the track. It was just awesome. What, so, straight away, first time? Yep, yeah. What a cool feeling. Yeah, having said that, I grew up um, around cars and bikes. I, I started riding a Wee 50 when I was three. Um, so it was, yeah, dad would build us dirt tracks. And so I was always around a bit of motorsport and, you know, around cars and, yeah, so. Um, so it's probably bound to happen. Yeah. Like yeah. realistically, if you yeah. if you break it down, this was going to happen. So. Yeah, yeah. And so 15, uh, that'd be a junior, junior drag Yeah, so 15, yep. um, I was, it was 2010, started racing juniors. My first event was the Winter Nationals, which is a huge event. It's like oh, wow. the, the biggest event um, in Australia to start at, which yeah. was a little bit intimidating, but I was also so excited and I didn't really have much, um, like I didn't have many goals just for that, that first race. All I wanted to do was just get down the track and yep. think like, oh my God, I just did a race. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I actually made it to, I think it was about the quarterfinals wow. for my first ever race, which was crazy. But, um, yeah, ever since then I just, Always wanted to be back in a race car. Do you remember the feeling of that of that first time? Like, especially, uh, you said the biggest event for Australia, but I think it's also the biggest drag racing event outside of the US. It is, yeah. Is that right? I think, yeah, yeah, it is. They, they say that it's um, the biggest event in the Southern Hemisphere. Correct, yeah. So, yeah. That's a huge one to start with. Yeah. It was, um, it was <laughs> yeah, it went out with a, a bang. Um, it was good. Um, but, yeah, it was... Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah. The junior dragsters, what motors are they? Oh, have they, they've changed, I think, from probably 2010 to now, but do you know what they are? Um, they're just a like a one-cylinder. Industrial sort of motor, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Like hot, very hot, obviously, industrial motor. Yeah. And still yeah. fast, hey? Yeah. So um, I was probably reaching about speeds of 120 mile an hour. In the junior car? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, which is uh, just half track, so... You reach 120 mile an hour in about 200 meters. 
So I guess for a kid, it it, it feels fast. fast. I mean, kids <laughs> saying I was yeah. um, 15, between 15 and 17 when I was doing it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, to do 120 mile an hour in eight seconds was pretty fun. It was awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely something to go back to. Well, that'd be grade 10 or 11. Yeah. So you go yeah, back to school 10. on Monday. Yeah. No one's probably done 120 mile an hour in this and yeah. been with their parents somewhere. But yeah. Uh, well, to, to be honest, I didn't really talk about it much at school. Yeah. Um, I guess people, I've probably had it all my life, but people look at me like as if you do that kind of. So I, it was something I don't really talk about it. Yeah. Um, in social situations that people aren't into it. So, um, but yeah, I w- wouldn't really share it too much with my friends at school. Like they knew that I did it, but, um, yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the things that you yeah. sort of did. Yeah. And how long do you have to be, like, do you have to be in a junior dragster for a period of time before you can step up to a full scale or? Um, look, it's age? pretty much an age limit yep. at the moment. Um, pretty much the average age to, to finish 17. There are different, um, rules, when you, you I think it's if you're 17 and the season starts, you're allowed to, to race. Um, but, yeah, I finished at 17. Um, and then, yeah, it's uh, as soon as you, like, turn 17, you can go into a streetcar. Um, mm. So, yeah. I guess it sort of um, sort of goes back to your street licence, doesn't it, at yeah. that point? So you can drive a streetcar on the street. You can probably go out and yeah. start at a test and tune or yeah, something can, like yeah. that, I guess, as well. Yeah. So. And what did you step up to out of the junior car? Um, look, the first thing I stepped up to, I think it was just before my 18th birthday, um, I went into an eight-second dragster. Um, quarter mile. Like, yeah, yeah, quarter mile. Mm-hmm. Um, would reach 155 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I probably wasn't too ready for it, um, but that's just how it is. But um, I loved it though. It was so much fun, but... The, the speed difference was a big shock. Yeah. Yeah, initially, so I, yeah. I guess that – so we're talking about 35-odd mile an hour more, but it probably hits it so – coming out that first 200 metres must be just yeah. crazy, yeah? Yeah, the yeah. acceleration is completely different. Yeah. Um, but – and it you, you th- makes you think that junior dragsters, like, as soon as you step out of junior dragsters, yeah. you realise just how much more drag racing is – yeah, just the the speed and yeah, just everything involved. Yeah, yeah. Now this is going to come across really stupid. Can you explain drag racing to people that like? What I see of drag racing is people don't understand it completely. Like they don't see, like they just see, oh, you're doing 400 meters in a straight line. It's really fast, but there's the mental games. There's like there's a lot behind yeah. it. Hey, there is. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, you could. There's different sides of drag racing. Yeah. There's just. Who the, there's a race where there's um, first the finish line wins. Yep. Um, but with these cars, it's all about getting traction on the track on the, with the slick. Like you can go fast on a road, um, but to create that power on and you've got to then um, transfer it onto a slick and for it to then go down the racetrack. Um, I mean, there's so many like... Um, points that you've got to think about. Um, I mean, the car could wheel stand, you could go up and tire smoke, you could be then overpowering the track. There's just, there's a lot of science to it. Yeah. Um, and then there's also um, bracket racing, which is you could have one car faster than the other, um, but it's all handicapped. So we're talking about like uh, races that are won within like one thousandth of a second 
that that's yeah. how that's how close and consistent like these finger, cars are. A fingernail. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it the the cars you try and make in bracket racing, you try and make it as consistent as you can. Um, and it's all also got to do with reaction time. Yeah. So you've got to be really quick off the start line um, because if you wait that little bit more, um, you're going to lose that race. And do you personally do anything with reaction time stuff, like any sort of training for it? Or? Yeah, um, you can buy, um, which I have, a, a practice tree. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yep. So um, And it's just got a little button on it, and um, which in bracket racing – a lot of people have a trans brake, um, yeah. which is on the placed on the steering wheel, and you hold the the button. That then puts the vehicle between first and neutral. Um, so then it kind of just neutralizes the car out, um, and then you let go, and then it it then goes off in first. But um, yeah, it's all off reaction time of when like, yeah using just your, your thumb. thumb. Yep. So that trans brake obviously it like it loads the car up as well yeah so you're loading it yeah ready, so you ready, put your, ready. your trans brake on then your foot down on the throttle yeah um as i said it holds it between that that um first neutral and neutral yeah um as soon as you let go it clicks back into first and then off you go and say the f- nitro funny cars that you drive they're a two-speed aren't they um, yeah. They are? Yeah. yeah so, a, so you load it from neutral, sitting there on trans brake as such? Um, this That that car, car is completely different. It's actually okay. a clutch clutch car. Oh, so, your funny car is? Yeah, the funny car is, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all uh, just a two-speed Lenko with a clutch. So that you don't – that that car you leave off the start line completely different. You um, Yeah, you just pretty much – Put your foot down on the throttle and go. So, so it's like more like what you'd say a natural car that you drive. Yeah, would be. Yeah, you know traditionally. Yeah. So yeah, if wow. you stopped, you put the clutch in. And yeah, yeah. So. Gee, that must be that must be especially for people that jumping out of one with a trans brake to the other. That must yeah. be hard to get your head around. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things to think about. Um, to yeah, just driving a oh, you put it into dr- like first or yeah. reverse or whatever um, and just driving the, the clutch because I guess you got to feel it as well. Releasing the clutch, you got to feel that the car's actually moving and, you know. Um, I guess that's so. where the consistent, like you said, consist- consistency. Yeah. So you build a car for consistency. So you want to know where the clutch takes and stuff like yeah. that as well. That's obviously yeah. a big part. Yeah. So we touched on the family stuff. So your granddad was Rolly, correct? Yeah. Yeah, my, my grandfather was Rolly. Um, he was driving, um, was racing at least in the 60s yeah. as far as I'm aware. So down in Adelaide and then he yeah. raced a lot out at Surfers Paradise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's um, yeah, um, obviously the father of my dad and also my uncle. Yeah. They're both racers as well. So they, it's it's carried on like your dad's obviously heavily involved yeah. as yeah. well still. Yeah. And yourself and that. Yeah. Now – you got to drive his car, is that that's correct, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that the, the funny car the funny is my dad's race car, yes. But what yeah. about wasn't there a um, modified or something you got to drive of your granddad's? Yeah, so is that right? Yeah, so my, my grandfather passed yeah. away in two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much he passed away with a race car. Um, and uh, that pretty much to us is just like a family heirloom. It's yeah, it's um, pretty crazy that we still have his race car and um, we can run it and whatnot um we also actually have the ash his some of his ashes in the car yeah. um so and we've kept everything pretty much 
as it was when he had it. Um, but yeah, um, early last year, I got the the chance to thank thankful for my dad and my uncle for letting me to race it. Um, but I got the chance to um, run in it. Um, it was the first time I ever went six seconds um, down the racetrack. So yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it was also pretty special to be able to share that moment because I just felt like when I sat in the car, I kind of just felt safe. I don't, it was it was a strange feeling, but I felt like because it was my grandfather's car, everything was going to be all right. And it was pretty crazy that he his ashes were there with me while I was going down the track. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it must be an incredible feeling. Yeah, it was it was awesome. <coughs> what was yeah. the mile an hour at six seconds? Um, look, I was going six point eight seconds at one hundred ninety seven mile an hour. So. so just shy of 320 k's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty Damn. much, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I, yeah, yeah, it was a great experience. So is that your fastest run still to date? Um, look, the, fast, the fastest run I've technically done is in the funny car. Yeah. Um, but I only got off, I got off at a half track. So I went 6.1 seconds. Um, but that was me lifting the throttle at half track. But that was still a full time, a full track pass. Yeah. So it was only 170 mile an hour because by that time I was decelerating. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Too fast. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fast. Mm. What? What is that feeling? Um, like, it's teeth, eyes. Like, do you feel anything through? Look, no. Uh, to be honest, I don't feel any like vibration or anything. It's probably more in the stomach of just you feeling like, oh my god. I'm, yep. Going so fast, like I, you probably don't. I don't even know if I breathe in in that no. <laughs> or blink. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. It, it's hard to explain. It just you just feel like you're on top of the world at that point. Yep. You, that you're going so fast and, um. Yeah, it probably just like you probably feel like you got butterflies in your chest that just everything that, that's happening. You're yeah. just so I guess so alert. Everything's yeah. on. Everything's on. And yeah. There's no and time adrenaline to think. kicks over and you yep. just yeah. Because like from the outside, we I got to go for uh, the New Year's on the start grid because Gasoline Alley is the major sponsor and whatnot. Yeah. So like from the outside of it, everything rattles. Yeah. Like yeah. your head rattles. Like it's yeah. It's awesome. But yeah. I just I just I've never spoken to anyone about being in the car. What it what it actually if it's like that. Yeah, know, so. pretty much. Um, yeah, I, when you're sitting and strapped in the car, yep. you probably feel more the um, the sensation of the motor yep. um, running um, and that just kind of takes over you. I mean, when you're in the car, you're trying to listen to if the motor's happy, if it's revving okay, if it's idling okay. And, um, so that's more probably what you're feeling. Yep. Like if you're right next to a motor, that's, yeah. It's all of it. Yeah. And you've obviously been around it forever. Like <laughs> literally forever. Yeah. Do, do you? Did you? And, and like you're, you, you build all your like not build all your stuff, but you're heavily involved in it. Like all there's photos of you all building your parts and that. Yeah. So you understand every single sort of function. If like you said, the motor's happy and stuff. Yeah. You're 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 right into it. Yeah, every part, I'm, aren't you? I'm pretty into it mainly because um, my dad was pretty much like, if you want to race, you've got to work on it. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna bring you this car. And you just hop in it and race it. How great You've, is that? Yeah. I mean, at, at the time it was like, oh, like, come on, dad. Like, yep. But um, I'm really thankful that he's he's been that way to me um, because it makes me more independent um, yep. racing. I can, you know, work on my own things, fix my own things, know when something's wrong, when something's right. Um, but, yeah, he's just taught me 
um, to be pretty self-sufficient with yeah. racing. Um, and I mean, I do a lot of um, work on the race cars with him, mm-hmm. but he's he says if you're not there helping me, I'm not going to build your engine by by myself. So yeah. it's always just been like yeah, him and me and um, yeah. It's cool. Like yeah, it's, it's good, been good. It's good to be involved in it. Like yeah. it's just at least on your own side of it, you know something's going a bit AWOL. Yeah. You know exactly what sort yeah. of what's happened. What's been that project mode that you've been working on? Um yeah, so I've got um pretty much a new dragster. Oh, really? Um yeah, so I bought it um early last year. Um and just last year it was kind of put pushed to the side a bit, so um Actually, during this whole COVID nineteen, it's been a good time for me to actually get really stuck into it. But um, yeah, it's actually. But having said that, it's actually been a bit of bit of a project with my dad. Mm. Um, we spent a lot of hours so far on it. Um, at the moment, it, yeah, the motor you're talking about is just a three fifty five small block Chev with a supercharger on it. Um, that's going into this dragster. Um, pretty much this new car that I'm building, we've gone over every inch of the car. We've had the um, the chassis powder coated. Um, yeah, every probably everything in the car has been modified so um, to how we want it. Yeah. Um, we've even to the point where we've painted the whole car ourselves. Um, over, over the Easter break, we spent those four days, um, you know, prepping and sanding and uh, sanding the primer down and yeah. What a job. So, yeah. I mean, um, there's still uh, quite a few hours left in it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good project with my dad. That's cool. Doing. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Nitro Funny Cars later, but between you and your brother, is Josh in it? Yeah. They're the two standout cars, like in paint job and... Yeah. Do you, do you guys do that yourselves or is that... That someone else do the painting for those. That some or someone else wrapped? does the painting. They're yeah. mostly um wrapped. They are. Yeah. So yeah. So those those two, like see it's Bandit. Yeah, the and Bandit. Yeah. Your car's Nitro Sheriff. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So they're what? pretty much um painted black. The Bandit's painted black. Yeah. Um, and it the it'll just be like the vinyl sticker of the Bandit on it, and the Nitro Sheriff's got the vinyl sticker. Yep. On it, so yeah, yeah, they're pretty awesome cars. They um they're a bit of a crowd standout. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Yeah. Actually, talk, like talking of that that series, is it a bit of a game changer within drags, do you think? Like it's just... Yeah. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it was actually voted um, in 2018, I think, the best um, drag racing series in Australia. Yeah. Um, which, hands down, I agree. I mean, I might be a bit biased, but um, just what they bring to the table for yeah. a, a spectator, the crowd and um, the... The quality of racing that mm. they do um, is just five stars. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a game changer because all the cars have a bit of a character behind them. Yeah. Um, they've all got their merchandise T-shirt um, and it's been able to bring spectators to the to the racetrack, being able to meet, meet the driver, see the car up and close and personal yeah. um, because... In, in say the other races, the they're um, like the top fuelers say um, they're very like orientated on they've got to win this next round. So they're probably maybe not as crowd orientated as say we are. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, it's it's, it's good. Really good. I yeah. just find it really good, and I like you just watch the it's a, it's an entertainment show. 
Yeah. So yeah. You, you just see every single part of it. It's not just the cast going on the strip. You're out mm. to a meet and greets, posters and everything like that. You go to another drag event and it just doesn't have that sort of feel. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think anyway. So it's it's nice to see and I, I, I don't know, it might be something that the other – series might take on as well yeah. a little bit more because it really brings out the personalities of the drivers as well. Yeah, it does. Which yeah. is a cool thing. Like yeah. you, you get to, you know, especially for kids and stuff, get to know the drivers and, you know, your Instagram pages like when you're at the racetrack, like your stories and that's always filled with kids getting posters because yeah. they're the ones that are going to come in and hopefully want a drag race or whatever at some point as well. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or hopefully, I mean, the the – best I could do is maybe bring them to another race event. Yeah. Uh, if they if they want to like come back and spectate. Yep. Um that's all I that's a job well done for me. Yep. Um but I try and make every race fan feel um special and you know that they they've got my time. Like I never want ever anyone to feel like I've just signed an autograph and shoved yep. them off. Um but yeah, it's it's good that um, the Aeroflow Outland Nitro Funny Car Show can bring a crowd in and make them feel welcome to come chat to us. And, yeah, it's good that we've – it's, yeah, like that. How um how did that start? Um, it started back in 2013. Yeah. Um, my dad actually drove the Nitro Show for the first time. Oh, really? With that show. Yeah. Cool. So which is pretty much how I got into it. Yeah. Um, my dad, yeah, was the driver and then my brother drove it after that, yeah. the Nitro Sheriff's wheel standard. So um, it's just, yeah, it's it started back in 2013 in Sydney, at Sydney Dragway. They had a, um, a driver from America, Tommy yeah. Johnson Jr., come over and drive one of their cars. Um, and since then, um, it's, yeah, just been a, yeah, Isn't that ongoing a good com- series. Isn't that a good complex? Yeah, Sydney. it's good. Yeah, so yeah, I like Sydney. It's in the middle of getting a uh, resurface, I think, as well. So it is, yeah. should be... Like once once all this stuff kicks on again, I think Perth is getting a re- resurface. Yeah. And Sydney. Sydney, getting, yeah. It's going to be really so, good for the sport yeah, too. So. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to getting back on track. So oh, 100%. Even better when it's more flat. So, yeah. The wheel stand car, is it modified to – obviously it has to have something different to do wheel stands. For, what, yeah, what's correct. The, so – Can you say what's done or oh, – Yeah, I mean the whole, the whole vehicle is yep. designed to do a wheel stand. The motor's at the back. Yep. Of the car, meaning that all the weight is at the back of the car. Yep. Um, so pretty much at the front, there's nothing but a bare chassis mm-hmm. um, and the, the steering arms for the front wheels. But, um, yeah, the whole weight and design of the car is to have all, yeah, the weight at the back. It has got two, um, I guess you'd call them wheelie bars, but they haven't got wheels on the end. They've just got um, blocks mm-hmm. that when the car comes up, just sits on the back of that the wheelie bar there. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's pretty much a car design to do a wheel stand. It, it, if you put your foot down on the throttle, you're really not going to go straight on the ground. So it's gonna yeah. Shoot. Yep. yeah. With all that load, obviously at the back. Yep. And, yeah. Well, obviously some of the cars you've been in driving and that have launched really hard and yeah. the wheels have come up a bit off the ground. The first time going actually up like that was it was it a weird feeling it was yeah Yeah. to be honest it's probably the hardest car I've learned to drive um just because you feel like as soon as you put the throttle down the last thing you you expect is for the wheels to come up in the air you've got no then control of the steering wheel and you start going fast so it it is a strange feeling to to get over 
Um, I'm really used to it now. Um, mm-hmm. I've been driving it for just over two years. Um, but, yeah, it, at, at first it's a really strange feeling. <laughs> yeah. So if you go – obviously you've got no steering. If you go a little bit off centre or something like that, it's just a matter of just – trying to get it back down as quick as possible to, to get your steering? or um, No, I actually, when the car's in the air, I ha- actually have a handbrake that I guess you call it a steering brake. So yep. it'll either do the left or right um, rear wheel. It'll just pull um, it to yeah, the side. exactly. So one wheel will slow down and then that, that's how I drive. So when I'm going, say, um, almost 100 mile an hour on the back wheels, that's how I drive with a, a that's stick. That's incredible. <laughs> that is, yeah, because I watch it I've often wondered how it's done. Yeah. And... Like, because it's still fast. Yeah. Like yeah. It, I mean, on the back wheels, it's pretty fast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not, you know, six seconds fast. Yeah. But, but it's still it is, being yeah. fast. Yeah. So, wow. But, yeah, that, as I say, the funny car thing is really looking good for the Nitro funny car side of yeah. it. Yeah. What do you think of the sport currently of drag racing? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I think it's it's going well. Yeah. Um, I think just generally drag racing over the years has lost spectators and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I know it's always, I guess as the years go by, you see less and less fans in the, in the grandstands, which I mean, I, I can understand because I've been a spectator before and when there's oil downs and there's rain delays, last thing you kind of want to be doing is standing in like in the, on the grandstand. Um, but, yeah, at the moment the sport's good um, but it could be also better in show, show-wise. Um, I mean, you're standing there, you sit like, example, if I'm sitting in the stands watching top field one all is down, then we're just like, okay, what now? Like, they, I mean, it's all got to do with funding and whatnot. But yep. some other, I'm, I'm sure some other entertainment could come along and, like, enjoy, make the crowd... Um, just something for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think drag racing itself is competitive um, if you're a drag racer. Um, but as a spectator point of view, it'd be good if somehow it was implemented to be a bit more entertaining. That's just gen- – I'm just generally talking, say, at the local track events or the national events. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just – I think it's the entertainment thing and that's why yeah. I touched on the series you're in. I just feel that that's just providing yeah. – you know, you've got the cars with the flamethrowers, you've got a yeah. wheelie car, you've got all this stuff that happens at the same time. Yeah. And I don't know, the spectacle is drag racing still. The mm-hmm. purest form of racing is going to be that still. But it'd be just – I feel personally – I don't have a business model that this is what it should be, but it'd be nice to have a bit more entertainment on the side to add yeah. to – because it's a premium event. You yeah. go to it. Drag racing is awesome, especially yeah. for people that have never been. They're like, what just happened? And yeah, Four exactly. and a half seconds or yeah. six seconds or whatever. This is pretty incredible. Yeah. So it's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I mean um, it's also good. Drag racing is good because you can go into the pits and see like the, the cars being worked yeah. on, the crews and whatnot. Um, so it is good. It's like an up and close and personal sport that you can go see them on the track, then go back to the pits and see what's what's happening. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. I think that's cool. Like you go to other sports as well, you miss out on a bit of that. Yeah. But yeah. Like the, uh, the Rapposada team this year, I was at the back of their transporter at the New Year's. At mm-hmm. New Year's. It's like 
in four seconds, you're telling me that there's 30-something people working on this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like it's incredible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, like, it is crazy. Yeah. The, the amount of work that goes into, yep. say, a top fuel car is just phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean. But I did. Yeah, yeah it yeah. works out. Um, nitro car. What? What's? Is it like heavily serviced, like like a like a top fuel car? Yeah. So um, because my there? dad's got a funny car. Yep. Um, I've pretty much learned the ins and outs of it. Yep. Um, between every run on the night of that we're racing, um, pretty much they'll um like set up the clutch this is between every round so every run so every run they'll um change the oil they'll check the um the tappets yep um they'll then also adjust the clutch so the the tuning of the clutch has a lot to do with how the car will launch um and also uh go down the track um so they've also got a like they either put weight on it or take weight off um depending on how they're tuning the car um and then yeah, and then also pack the parachute and refuel it, and and then they also do a, a, a fire up like a warm up before they go out, just to make sure there's no leaks or and everything's a okay. Yeah. Um, and then they'll yeah go back out and run another five second pass. And then do it all so, again. Yep. Wow. And then when you get home. So when we get home, um, this is just something that my dad does, and I'm sure that all the the funny car shop does as well. We pretty much tear the motor down till just a bare block. Um, my dad will go over every valve spring, every conrod bearing. He'll check all the pistons like to that. He'll do, yeah, three runs and then he'll completely tear the motor down. So that's how much maintenance. And purely he does that just to, because these parts are just very um, under a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, conrods can stretch and um, things can fail. So, and the last thing you want to do is just have one small, say, valve spring yeah. fail and then complete disaster happen in the motor. So it's all just about maintenance. Um, yeah, so but the, the motors are just over 4,000 um, horsepower, so they're a bit, um, yeah, got to look after 4, them. 4,000 horsepower. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and that's the thing, like you run in such low tolerances, mm. like everything's got to run, obviously, I'm going to choose a big word too, like synchronously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everything's got to run so in time and everything like that. So, yeah, yeah I guess you got to have it down to that yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. So say we have a Saturday night drag meeting. You've done four runs. Mm-hmm. At final, hopefully. Yep, yep. H- how does it feel jumping back into your streetcar, like after doing 320 kilometres an hour? Um, look, to be honest, it's probably like something you think about when you're driving home from the track at like midnight. Yep. Um, but you kind of – nothing feels – unusual yeah. um you more just think like on the way home from the track you're more just thinking man what did i do today like that's crazy like yeah. um but i guess you just hop back in your, your normal street car like whatever but and you, i have to admit it does feel a little bit slower um but yeah it's just more thinking like yeah yeah your brain's going back to the track <laughs> yeah you're back, oh, yeah 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 your head's still buzzing and, yeah 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 no, that's that that is definitely awesome mm. you've been to the states Yes, I have, yeah. You've seen none of the forruns before? I've seen it on TV but I haven't seen it in person. That's cool, hey. Yeah, it yeah. is awesome. Like we couldn't do it here because we don't have the depth, we don't have population to do it. Yeah. But as a spectacle to see four top fuelers or whatever doing that, Yeah. that is huge. Hey? Yeah, it's pretty so. awesome I'm, and I'm sure the, the spectators love it. Yeah. Um, I'd love to experience it one day. I did go to um, Las Vegas 
um, where they have the four wide. Yep. Um, but because it was the second race to f- to finish the season, so it was like the second last race of the season. They only do the two. They had the four the four tracks like the four lanes there, yeah. um, but they only did the two just because it's so close in points and whatnot. So I think that's why they do the two two Come runs. But that. Yeah. I'd love to see the four wide in in um, person. What was it like seeing um, drag racing in the US? To be honest, it's completely different in the atmosphere. Really? Yeah, the the spectators over there are just so they're a lot more passionate. And really, I think yeah. that's I think that's just generally Americans are very passionate about what they believe in. They love it. They love like the the yeah, you're sitting in the crowd and they they know that that driver and they just they start yelling at the driver cheering them on and yeah, it's very yeah, you can you can feel the passion in them. Yeah, yeah the, everyone to in in America whether it be like Supercross and I've been to the NASCAR and stuff. Yeah. Every driver to, if they're a fan of it is like the icon in their life. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Like you're the it's the favourite person yeah. in your whole life is that yeah. person that's on track at the moment. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. cars, are the cars much different, do you know? Um, say like the, the top fuel cars yep. are pretty similar to what they run here. Yep. Um, they do have different, like a few different rules to say us. Um, just in generally say if, like different setup rules and, and whatnot. Um, but the cars are pretty similar to, to what we have here, yeah. Pretty much the same. Sort yeah, yeah. Now, social media, like it, hate it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you utilize your your brand, I guess, that you've created, and you've got a you've got a really good platform of people. Yeah. I, I don't see that being like in America. Same deal in NHRA ranks and that. You see, all the drivers are really looking after that. Mm-hmm. They're putting out nice videos. They're putting good shots of the car up. Maybe even hiring people for it. Do you think that would be something that would help here in, in a way as well? Like because the dri- you don't really know the drivers. You don't yeah. get to know the drivers because of that. I, I know, as I said, the spectacle is the racing. Yeah. But I, th- I personally think it would help the sport as well. Yeah, 100%. And for you, agree. like you've yeah. got heaps of different fans coming up to your thing and I, yeah. social media is obviously a, a big driver of that. Yeah. Do you think that's something that would be, Yeah, I yeah. think so because, I mean. It's missing. How many, like how many times do you scroll through Instagram or Facebook Yep. find something new, then find out, find these new people or yeah. find this photo or, you know, um, it's, yeah, it's would definitely help the sport. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, people also like to see um, gossip and, you know, like to sticky beak in people's lives. So <laughs> I guess as well, like people also want to know, you don't have to, I guess, post really personal stuff no. because I generally don't. It might look personal, but if I'm having a bad day and post a good photo, it's not that personal. Um, but yeah, I think it would generally help the sport. Just really trying to get those characters. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not movie characters like writing a script yeah. or anything, but it's just really trying to get to know those people behind yeah. the cars because whatever the people would like motocross and the superbikes and stuff like that in that side of the world, because I'm familiar with, I'll talk about that sort of bit. They're really trying to push that, mm. you know, trying to get that uh, the characters out and stuff like that. And I, I just think that it's an easy thing mm. to make it, and it's free. Yeah, like exactly. it's a free yeah. thing that just just tries to get that sort of side of it up, and it's just not not used as a resource enough in, yeah. in the sport. So. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I mean, people then can get to 
know you will think they know you on a personal level. Of course. Which is good for them. Yeah. Like um, if they – and they can see what you're up to with your racing and um, – yeah, and I've had many people come up to me and say that they've followed me. I've even – I was even walking in America once at a racetrack and there were, someone pulled me over and was like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. Wow. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Is that um, a bit of a trip out? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I was like, uh, I don't know who you are. But <laughs> I'm in America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but to me personally, I've only ever had positive things come from it. Yep. I've met um, plenty of new people from Instagram um, and just social media in general. And I've also been able to also, I keep in touch with other race cars in America and overseas and it's good for me to see what's going on as well. So, yeah. I can understand that. And for a drag racer, is there a training program for a drag racer? Um, look, there is a, there is a, a like a training class you can go to. Really? Yeah. So um, especially in America as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not exactly too sure what they're called. Um, but there is, yeah, especially for juniors, I know there's a new class that for the kids that you can enroll in, I think it's maybe a two day course or something where they'll sit you down and explain all the rules and how the track works and whatnot. And then they'll get you in a car and do a few runs and yeah, I know it's a big thing in America. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, you can pretty much anyone can go in and learn. Obviously I think depending on how fast you've been before, depends on what car they'll let you drive. But of course, yeah, yeah. They're not going to put you into a top fueler <laughs> yeah. on day one. Or yeah, hopefully exactly, not. So yeah. Have you yeah. had any any scares? Um, Nervous runs? Like uh, has there been any moments that you've gone, oh, I need to think about this or? Um, yeah, probably. I probably had those moments more in the, the funny car that I've just recently been like training in. But apart from that, touch wood, no. Um, I feel like you are in control most of most of the car. I mean, you're the one with the, your foot flat to the throttle. So if you can feel what the car is doing and you can feel that it's not happy, um, the easiest thing you can do is get off the throttle. But um, – and I know it's easier said than done. Um, but at this – Point. No, I haven't touched woods, but um, the probably thing, the probably the, also the most scariest thing was the wheel stander because a few times it's been a bit windy where I've been racing, yeah. so it's a bit like a bit bumpy. But yeah, that's um, yeah, I, I could only imagine if it stepped out of it. It's, it's yeah. so happening so fast. Isn't yeah, it? So, it is. Yeah, uh, that's cool. And when when you're in the states, Vegas. What, what other – did you go to any others? I've been to um, Bakersfield, um, which is – Bakersfield? Yeah, so – Have they got a track out at Bakersfield? Yeah, yeah. they do. It's called um, Formoso Raceway. Of course, yeah. Um, yep. So that's – I think it's about two two hours from – From LA? From LA, somewhere like – something like that. Yeah. Um, but I've been there purely just for the – it's called the California Hot Rod Reunion um, in October – Every year in October it is. Yeah. Um, so I've been to that quite a number of times, um, mainly because it's what my family's been into. We've been over there and actually raced my grandfather's yep. car. Um, my grandfather has like a, a memorial plaque at that racetrack. Really? Because, yeah. Um, donated by NHRA. Um, so that's kind of a special place for me. I like going to that track and, yeah, but that's – they're the only two tracks I've been to. Yeah. 
in America and there's plenty more that I want to tick off uh, my list. <laughs> so much. the so deep. The sport yeah. runs so deep there. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I, I just think the American, like when they're in their sports, it's just incredible. It it's is. Really yeah, they're cool all very passionate about whether it's baseball, basketball, yep. you know, dry racing, NASCAR. They all love it. And it, honestly, it's good to be around. They, yeah. <laughs> See, you touched on hot rod as a hot rod sort of thing there. Are you, your family, yourself involved in hot rods sort of side of it as well? Um, not necessarily. Um, yeah. When I was growing up, dad was importing a lot of, say, American muscle cars. Yeah. Um, he had a few hot rods. When I was five, my dad made me and my brother like a mini hot rod. I'd say it was like a half scale hot rod. Um, it was actually, yeah, like had a proper motor in it, ran on petrol. We had a little radio that would buy CDs for and run in it. Um, so not we're not big hot rodders, but we have been around it in the past. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Mm. And like the sport that you're involved in involves a lot of travel. Yeah. Do you like the travel does. side? I do. To be honest, it's with the, um, Aeroflow show, I've been able to travel to all different states in Australia mm -hmm. and to places that I would never have been to before. Like I've been to a place called Swan Hill, which is in Victoria. Um, it's just north of Melbourne. And just it's kind of incredible to think that I would have actually never gone here if it wasn't for this race and get to meet all these different people, see all these different sides to Australia. Um, my favourite place last year was to go to Darwin. Um, went to Darwin in July, so when it's kind of – not as hot. Good time. Um, yeah. So, and that was, that was incredible to go see, yeah, a bit of Darwin. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been able to make me travel to different places and I'm pretty thankful and grateful for the opportunities that, yeah. Where do they, where do they run the racing in Darwin? Is it Hidden Valley? Yeah. Hidden Valley. Yeah. Oh, so, so the main straight. in the, yeah, in, or in the middle of the whole circuit track, yeah. there's actually a drag strip. Um, it's right next to the straight. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. So that's where they run it there? Yep, yeah. Was that a good show? It was, yeah. yeah. And we were meant to this year, um, it's been cancelled, but we were meant to be running with the V8 supercars up there in Darwin. Oh, that would have been so awesome. it was going to be the V8 supercars, then the Aeroflow show would run at night um, instead of, say, a concert, I think, what they usually do. Um, but yeah, we were meant to do that this year. Unfortunately, it got cancelled. Ah, oh, that would have been um, great. But yeah, I was looking forward to it so much. Because they do say that as a supercar, because the uh, Northern Territory people are really passionate. Yeah, about, yeah. Because not not no one goes there, but it's. I think people recognise if you got to travel to somewhere, yeah. like you said, Swan Hill and that. You got to travel to somewhere. People get really supportive. Yeah. Of you coming yeah, out love to it, those yeah. places, which is really cool to see. Yeah. So. I yeah. probably see that more as well in little country towns that we go to. Yeah. Um, they, when you go there, like, thanks so much for coming out. We love seeing you here. We came last year. And it's awesome to see that people are so grateful that you've come this far. Yeah. Um, and you kind of forget that we live, well, I live in, I live on the Gold Coast and it's just kind of normal for me to be between Gold Coast, Brisbane and, you know, it's. That sort of city. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Me metropolitan lifestyle, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So um, it's pretty good to go to those places and, yeah, see those kind of people that are humble. Yeah. Awesome. Are you Gold Coast born and bred? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and on the Gold Coast. With Rolly, you said about that motor speedway over in Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. How come America? Was he? Look, he's always just – he was always just a fan of America. He loved yeah. America. Um, he had his – he had a few friends in America as well. 
Um, he was right into American cars. Um, yeah, he never actually lived there, but he was kind of just had this obsession with America and American things and, yeah. yeah. And to be honest, it's like it's, it is one of those things as a drag racer. If you get to race in America one day, that's awesome. Like yeah. you're living the dream then. <laughs> do, you, do you envisage yourself doing that at some point? Look, at one point I'd love to, to race there, yeah. um, even to the point where hopefully maybe in the next five, ten years I can the, – the car I'm building now, hopefully one day can take it over there and race a meeting or two. Um, yeah. That would – yeah, that's probably something that I want to do. With the logistics of it, how, how do they do those cars? Do they – would you have to strip the motor out and everything, put in a crate or how? No, pretty much you um, you can just take the whole car in a container. Yeah. Yeah. So That would be the easiest way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a box van or a box trailer or something over there or a race yeah. trailer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And pick it up from there. So, yeah. That would be a great trip. Yeah, so it would be. Yeah. It's definitely something that's on my bucket list to do one day. So the car that you're building, mm-hmm. is it a brand brand new car like not necessarily no. no it's it's an old older built car and you, um, and you're just going completely over yeah yep. yeah it's gonna look brand new on me bring it out like yeah it's gonna have new new rims new wheels new paint job yep. yeah so it's gonna and look good. what class would that be in it's a class called supercharged outlaws yeah right yep. so it's pretty much a yeah class here in australia that um you can be a, like a car with doors a funny car a drag star yeah um, with just a supercharger, any like a turbo or supercharger, you know, yep. a power adder to the to the vehicle. Yep. Yeah, nice. And come race day, do you have any quirks? Um, Traits, superstitions, anything like that? Look, I'm probably more focused. I always look. Yeah, I probably think to myself like, don't get distracted. Like, you've got to really focus. Get your mind focused on what you're doing. Um, I'm probably, I like to go over things a lot on the car, make sure everything's tight. Um, I hate being on the start line or trying to start the car and something's going wrong. So I go over things like a lot. Um, I don't really have any superstitions or anything like that. Um, but yeah, my main thing is just to get my head in the right place because I know that, um, where you are, where you are at mentally is a huge, um, thing for when you're racing. So, Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, I like to be relaxed and, you know, yeah. Do you work on that through the week as well? Like do you do any like meditation stuff or? Um, look, before I, like a race I do, especially with um, learning to drive my dad's funny car, yeah. I'll really, um, I'll watch videos just to get it over in my mind over and over again. I'll sit there thinking about what I've got to do in the car um, because if you forget something, it's gonna yeah it's not gonna go down well so was that stressful that first time in that in that funny car yeah look it was yeah. um it was um very overwhelming because I guess nothing can get you ready for it until you actually hop in like get in the car get on the racetrack and and do it so yeah it's yeah it was it was stressful and yeah. when I'd even try and like relax myself and think about it I'd start getting a bit anxious so yeah um but yeah. <laughs> and what about the physical side? Do you have to do like a lot of physical training? Um, I like to personally. Yep. You don't technically have to be the fittest person to do yep. drag racing. I personally like to work out um, mainly because when you're at the racetrack, it is quite um, physically exhausting when you're lifting up fuel churns and 
bending down, up and down all day. When you're sitting in the car, it's really hot. Um, you've got your fire suit on. You've mm. got to then, you know, you're sweating and, um, yeah, getting in and out of the car, you get bruises and um, also just lifting your body out of the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all normal things that someone say that isn't that fit can do, but it definitely helps. Yeah, I like yeah. I like to try and just... I mean, I'm not the fittest person in the world, but I just like to try and make sure that I am able to, to yeah, to get through those days. Make it through for sure. Yeah. You're, um, have you got a deal with Simpson helmets? Like, or do you just like Simpson helmets? Or um, I've always just had a Simpson helmet. Yeah, they're a cool I, I like sil- style. Simpson. Hey? Yeah, like they just got Simpson. that iconic sort of look. They do. Yeah. So did you just get yourself a, a new one? Yeah. So I'm pretty much because of the funny car that I've been racing or learning to to run my dad's car um, and also this new car um, there was just a certain a new type of padding or I guess you'd call it protection that comes down more around your neck yeah right um, which it's just yeah it's kind of just like a more fire protection for around your neck so it's something something new I needed um, it came from the states the whole helmet was silver um, oh was it the yeah original one. Yep. so and then um, yeah I was lucky luckily enough that my dad um surprised me with um, painting it. So, yeah. Did he do that himself? Yeah, so he did um, majority of the painting and then we got um, the my name, like, sign written on the top. So just Chelsea in gold leaf um, by one of our, our friends. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful look, that that gold leafy sort of look with the, yeah. with the purple. And yeah. That. It did look good, didn't it? So yeah, yeah, I love it. It's I bet also, you're um, to drive that. Yeah, it's also uh, going to be on my new car as well. A oh, is it? Gold, yes. Yeah, okay. And so. same with the color, base color, or can you not say? Um, I can. We've it's the colors are are similar. Yeah. Um, but there's probably a bit more blue in there. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And when, obviously, a lot of things are on hold at the moment. But when do you think you'll get to have your first drive of that? Look, probably, probably August September time somewhere yeah, cool. around there. So this year still it'll be. Yeah. 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 If things, yeah, it's pretty much everything is ready to be back in the car. It's just the labour of um, putting it all together. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely this year will be up and running. Oh, yeah. fantastic! What else? Like, what else does Chelsea do away from drag racing? Uh, <laughs> who, who, who are like? What else? So, do you do? Um, pretty much, I just have a normal Monday to Friday yep. job at Monday a car dealership. Yep. Um, I do. I'm just pretty much a warranty clerk. So I do, yeah, warranty um, claims for a few manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just a normal normal person that answers the phone on Monday to Friday. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> ah, cool. Ah, that's awesome. And when you said earlier, you said you got a Wee 50 at three, did you continue riding or did you stop? Yeah, to, yeah, to be honest, I, um, I was riding, I, I started riding quads and um, whatnot through just being a kid. Um, I did fall off a bike once. Yeah. I think I was probably eight or nine. I rolled my ankle pretty badly and that actually kind of scared me a bit from from um, hopping back on a bike. But I was pretty always confident to be on a quad. So, yep. yeah. So maybe one day get yeah. back onto it. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I'd love, love, love to get back on a, like I say, a dirt bike and just go around yep. somewhere. But, um, yeah. My life's pretty busy at the moment with drag racing. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's obviously got to be a bit of a priority. Yeah. That. So what's the future hold for you? Racing, do you want to manage a team? Do you want to 
What do you just keep driving for a fair while or how do Yeah, look, to be honest, I just want to keep driving. Um, I love actually crewing as well, but I also love driving. So I love every aspect of racing. Um, but to be honest, I probably prefer to be behind the wheel. Um, but also I know what it takes to be behind the wheel as well. So I, I also love being a crew member. Um, but the future probably holds just me hopefully um, going a little bit faster in my own car and um, hopefully, yeah, as I, as I touched on before, just going to America and racing yeah. um, at least once, you know, that would be a bit of a dream for me. Um, but, yeah, just, just kind of going up in the ranks a bit and, yeah, going from there. I mean, I don't really have, say... The sport in drag racing in, in Australia is just, it's not big enough to make uh, like a full-time job. Yep. Um, so there's not really, yeah, I can't say that I, I want to be professional in Australia because it's something that you don't really get paid for. In America, you would um, get paid for those being in those top ranks. Um, it's something that also maybe I'd love to do one day as well. Um, but that is very sponsor involved and in getting, yeah, a bit corporate of corporate sponsors. Yeah, yeah, funding to um, run a, a team operation there. So, yeah, but coming from an, coming from where I am, like another country, Australia, so it's a bit all a bit smaller. Um, just yeah, working on my own car and continue racing is just, just yeah, enjoy it. What, especially within the next year or two. That's probably what I'll be doing a lot For more. Sure. Yeah. What the um, would you ever want to drive a top fueler? Yeah, look, I can't say that it's something that I think about and go, oh, I want to do that one day. To be honest, the, the nitro finding car is what I would love to do. And yeah, it's a little bit slower, but to me, that's just so awesome. Um, and that style of car, I just love. Um, but if the opportunity came up and said, someone said, hey, Chelsea, would you want to drive a top fuel team? You've got a maybe find a sponsor or whatnot, I, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, cool. Um, but having said that, that's not the be-all and end-all of what I want mm. in drag racing. So, I mean, to me, if you're going nine seconds or four seconds, it's all fun. Yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, I love it all. Yeah. It's a fun sport. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I think that's especially, like you said, there's not a lot of financially – there's a huge investment, but there's not a lot of money coming out of it. Yeah. You've still got to be able to find the fun in it. Yeah. No matter if you're doing nines, fours, yeah. twelves, whatever. So yeah. The, um, yeah, the corporate sponsorship in the States is huge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're talking multi-million dollar sponsorships. Yep. So. And the yeah. drivers are probably getting a good share of that stuff as well. Yeah, of course. So. And I mean, it is a lot of hard work. They've got to do a lot of media um, shows and, you know, it's yep. a lot of their, their time. Um, it's yeah, probably more behind the scenes work than you, what you see at the track. Definitely. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's a whole different, um, game where it's a lot, lot more professional. Yeah. Where they've got their own hospitality, um, like rooms in, at the track and things like that. So. When yeah. you went there, were you treated to that or were you? As... No, to be honest, I, um, I wasn't. I was just a normal yeah. spectator. I did go up to a few drivers, like professional drivers, and they knew who I were was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I just I like just to enjoy it from a normal spectator point of view. Yeah, so, it's good to be on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I guess if 
you've been around it forever. Mm. You've been on the inside. You've driven. You've sort of done each platform. Yeah. Sometimes it's probably good to just take that seat back. Yeah. And yeah. just literally be back and just really enjoy the sport for what it, what it is. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably a good thing. I love just walking around the pits and seeing like like the car that's sitting in the corner or, or the other the other pits and what's going on there. I like to, to see what's happening in the background rather than what's actually happening with, say, the pro, pro cars. So, yeah. With, with your car too, sorry, I'll touch on this. How many people run that? Like how, how many over a weekend? Look, yeah, to be at a race, you probably want at least, say, four to five people yeah. working on it. Yeah. Um, that includes like tow car drivers, someone to check the tyre pressures, someone to help you start it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably how many people you need. And do you pack your own shoot? Yeah. You do, yeah. Every time? Yeah, mainly because... No one else really wants to do it. <laughs> it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a perfectionist job. Yeah. Because um, there's a certain way that you got to pack the parachute so it comes out, so it blossoms. I should say probably to it. Um, the technical. Yeah. Technical. Yeah. There's a way yeah. that you want it to come out. Mm -hmm. um, that so it won't get tangled or anything like that. Um, so I'm a bit of a perfectionist on it. So yeah. When did you learn to do that? Like, did you have you been doing it for your family or something? Yeah, or? I have been. I, that's a good question. I probably, I probably started learning it when I was say fifteen or something. Okay. Um, yep. It's just something I used to do on my dad's car. Yep. Um, and then just ever since then, it's yeah, the job that I like doing. So. And does he still race? My dad. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Still races. Yeah, he's yeah. um currently I think fifty four at the moment. So, he says, well, I, I hear that he wants to maybe stop racing soon. Mm -hmm. um, within maybe the next few years, I'm not too sure. Um, and may, I think he just kind of maybe is also wants to just focus on going out, say, with me and just racing and, you know, have a bit of family time. Such a great fit. Actually, it's a really good family sport. It hey? is. Yeah, it is definitely. So. My family's so involved in it and um, it's good. It's kind of crazy to think that's what my family bonds over, that we have all these days at the track, the racetrack. Yeah. Um, we all just, it's all about teamwork and, you know, it's pretty crazy what we can do as a family. Is your brother an older brother? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, older. two years older than me. And are you both competitive Yeah, as, as each other? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, I would say that we're pretty both competitive. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't want to lose. Um, but my brother has also always been someone that I look up to as a big brother. So when, like, when I was little... Yeah. My brother would hop on the Wee 50, show me how to do it, and I go, okay, yeah, I'll give it a go. But mm -hmm. he was always kind of the brother just to do something first and then I would follow through with it. Um, and he's also kind of been like that with racing as well. Like he's always driven something before me, so he'll teach me how to do it. And, um, yeah, he's been good like that. He's just the brother that I look up to and, you know, want to do it like my brother. Yeah. So, oh, that yeah. certainly helps. It's better than some sibling relationships. So. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's good. Yeah. Ah, cool. Well, I think that pretty much covered most topics of what you do, <laughs> who you are, um, what's involved in the sport and yeah. stuff like that. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for just being part of the show. Like, yeah, we really appreciate it. And just sort of seeing, as I say, you're the first drag racing person that we've had on and just sort of hearing some of the yarns about it. That's cool. Sort of cool to hear. And just the fa and for me, the family side, it's nice yeah. to sort of see. So. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been good. It's awesome. Been, all right. Take care and uh, yeah, I'll, um, stay tuned for next time. No worries. Thank you.